Welcome to the Sing When You're Losing podcast. After a not so short hiatus, we're back to help you learn to make the most of every situation. Setbacks and struggles aren't meant to stop us, they're meant to teach us. Whatever you're going through, it's only temporary, but you still have to endure it. So if you're going to live it, you may as well learn to sing when you're losing. In the upcoming weeks, we will be talking to various guests about ways to make the most of the current crisis we're in. None of us would choose this, but I believe it's possible to come out of it stronger than when you went in. Obviously, all of the current episodes will be recorded online, so please be patient with the occasional lack of sound quality. If you can persevere, I have no doubt you will enjoy it and grow from it. Now, join your host, Buddy Owen, as you learn to sing when you're losing. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to the Sing When You're Losing podcast. We've had a, a little time off, but uh, we are back now, and particularly during this difficult time uh, with this global pandemic, uh, we thought it would be a good time to bring Sing When You're Losing back uh, as a bit of support, offer a bit of help where we can uh, to bring in some guests that uh, I believe can help you thrive during this difficult time. Uh, I think it's possible that we could come out of this stronger than we went in uh, on a personal level uh, as well as on a, a social level, so our societal level. Uh, so today I've got uh, a friend of mine. His name is Christian. Uh, Christian is a trainer at a local gym, uh, UTS, Underground Training Stations. And uh, he'll probably tell us a little bit more about that later. But um, Christian is a friend of mine. And uh, despite the fact that he used to try to kill me uh, in uh, underground uh, zone, what was it called, Christian? The tra- the zone one? Oh, yeah. It's called the uh, battle zone. Battle zone. Yes, yeah. the battle zone circuit class, uh, which I lived barely. Um, but Christian has a, a really interesting story. Uh, he's also uh, a supporter of the greatest football team on the planet, uh, which is nice to have that in common. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna find out a little bit about Christian. Uh, but uh, Christian is gonna have some really good tips for you uh, a bit later on in the podcast for how you can get stronger. Uh, physically stronger, uh, as well as as you work on becoming physically stronger, you make yourself mentally stronger. So I'll have some tips tips for us later in the podcast for how that works. But Christian, I just thought it'd be really good just to get a little bit of your your background for people. So uh, where yeah. are you from? Um, the Whittle. So um, yeah, around about Merseyside, bounced around a bit, but. Yeah, the Wirral, and I spent most of my uh, adolescent life in West Kirby. Very good. So if any of you listening that don't know where the Wirral is, uh, it's a little peninsula just outside Liverpool. Uh, and uh, that's where I live now and uh, where Christian grew up. And uh, I mentioned Liverpool. Uh, you uh, just happen to support a local football team as well. Is that correct? Hundred percent, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, Liverpool's in the blood, isn't it? Liverpool is in the blood. Even for me, uh, adopted to the area, it definitely it's in the blood. So, yeah. uh, when and why did you start supporting Liverpool? I um, I didn't even know I supported Liverpool. To be fair, um, 
there's pictures of me when I was about, well, I think I came out the hospital in a Liverpool jacket. So <laughs> pre- you could say you could say it was predetermined, but yeah, that's it. Just grow up, you know, the uh, biggest influences in my life, all, all sports are that, and then it's just the family thing, growing up and watching the games and just enjoying it, all part of the culture, so... Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, so you were just ingrained. Uh, so you always supported Liverpool, always into sports? Always into sports, always into Liverpool, yeah. Although, yeah, yeah I probably shouldn't admit this, but um, yeah, there is, there is a picture of me on a, in an Everton kit. Ooh. And um, did a member of me, uh, a member of the family put me in, I don't know how long I was, wasn't even walking, but yeah, they decided to put me in a football kit and take a picture. That's cruel. <laughs> yeah, not to, my, not to my dad's knowledge, so. No. <laughs> oh, wow, that's, yeah. that's cruel. So what sports did you play? What sports were you into? Um, it's always been football. Yeah, just football. I mean, as I grow up and, you know, as I'm going to in further detail in the podcast, I, uh, I've gone to different sports, but as a child, always football. Yeah, that was yeah, well, it. it was, you, you kick you kick a ball before school, during school, after school. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, what position did you play? I was always in defence, centre back. Centre back, very yeah. good. Um, so uh, grew up locally, supporting Liverpool. Uh, did school in the area here, and then when you finished school, what did you do? I finished school when I was uh, well, I was 16. I attempted to go to the uh, sixth form where you do your A-levels, but I lasted about six weeks there. Couldn't do it. I just I thought I was made for a further education. Turns out I wasn't. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I've been working since I was 10 years old. Always worked. So I thought, yeah, I'll just go and work more. So, yeah, I went and got a job working in uh, solicitors. Okay. And they told me that... Uh, I was working for for change, you know, I was working for six hundred six hundred pounds a month is what I earned. But when you're sixteen or seventeen, it's decent, you know. So yeah, I did that and I was my plan was I can build up to be a legal executive and go to the courts and do a lot of the notes for the solicitors and barristers. Did that for about two years and but I was just lacking discipline. You know, I was lacking a bit of focus and direction and it's something I've always had in my life. So yeah. Um yeah, just in passing. Someone made a comment about the military, and then yeah, I just looked looked into it further, and uh, yeah, that's that's the path I went down. Yeah, the military. So when you say you were uh, struggling for focus um, and discipline, what did that look like for you? What did that mean? So for me, that was—I mean, don't get me wrong—I was still still way more um, way more focused than most people I was hanging around with. For example, I was I would work. Um, I'd work in my day job eight till five and then I'd finish there the solicitors and I'd go and deliver pizzas um, or work in a restaurant then from six o'clock at night till midnight but it was going nowhere it was just just treading water and then you know weekends going out partying just doing the same as everyone else really but there was no sort of there was no end to it you know I had friends who were doing that at university so they had a means to an end for me it was just sure. sort of like well I'm treading water here yeah um, didn't you just didn't feel like you were going anywhere. Exactly. There was not. I mean, it wasn't a wasn't a bad life. It was just not going anywhere. It was just for other treading water. And for yeah, me, I just yeah. couldn't. I, I know I need. I need to have focus. I need to have direction and a target. Yeah. So the military, you decided that would be the place to to give you a bit of yeah. focus, a bit of discipline. It's, it's all focus. Yeah. So I grew up, and um, my dad's very was very very strict, very disciplined. And um, but mega fair as well, so it was never unfair. Just you know, I'd want to stay out till nine o'clock at night. You'd say in at eight, 
you know what I mean? Just just to keep me on an even keel. So sure. not that you can't go out, but you'll, you'll go out when I say, you know. <laughs> yeah, everything was always done. You know, there was structure, there was routine, there was timing. Um, yeah. So the military was just basically, just, yeah, just seemed like a no-brainer. It was like, oh, easy. Everything's got to be done at a certain time, in a certain way, under order, as part of a team. And I thought, oh, yeah, it's a bit of me. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. which branch of the military did you choose then? Um, well, initially I went to the uh, recruitment office and I went in Iraq and Afghanistan had just kicked off, well, Iraq. And I said, um, oh, I want, I, want to be, I want to go there. And the recruitment office said to me, where do you want to go? Well, what do you want to do? I said, I want to go on the front line. I want to go and fight in Iraq. And he said, sound, okay. He goes, well, if you go and do this infantry course um, for the army, you'll be out, you can be out there in about 12 to 16 weeks. So I was like, bang. So I took that home and showed it to my dad. And even though I was 18, it's up to me. Oh, no, I was 17 at the time. That's right. So my, my dad said, uh, no, he said, not a chance. I said, well, it's up to me. He goes, yeah. He goes, it is, but not a chance you're doing that. And he's like, you know, you're just going off to be cannon fodder. You're not trying to put the air, the work in. So the next day I came down, and anyway, it was, the brochure was open. My dad had been looking through it, and there was a double-page spread, which was the middle. It was uh, the Royal Marine Commandos. Was, uh, you know, it was a big spread. There was some guy camouflaged up with flames coming out the back someone in a boat <laughs> all camouflage you know it was all looking good and I said you know um, the world's longest basic training and the hardest basic training in the world you know so all these words are like oh, well this is hard my dad said if you can do that I'm happy yeah because you know they'll be surrounded by people with uh, you know with of the same ilk so people uh, have got my back and highly trained so he's got no problems with me doing that going out to Iraq and Afghanistan but he wants me to be trained as highly as possible so I couldn't argue with that I said yeah I'll do that that's amazing so uh yeah was it that your dad was worried that uh you weren't going to be able to hack it he, he just wanted he wanted you to be the best yeah oh my dad's yeah exactly my dad just said you know he, he knows I can do what he, he always my dad's been a firm believer he said whatever you want to do you can do yeah and if you tell me you want to do it I'll help you along with it he's, like, he's never said you can't do something so Yes. So when he chose the hardest one, I thought of a bit of a challenge, you know, but I underestimated it. Yes. <laughs> yes. What, yeah, was, what was that like then? You go, decide to be a Royal Marine Commando. You get to yeah. basic. So it's, um, yeah, the basic, so it's 32 weeks training and it's, uh, you start off the first six to eight weeks is basically just teaching you to be a housewife in terms of just teaching you better, you know, you've got to get your, you got to be a good iron, you've got to get your ironing spots on, you've got to get your folding spots on, you've got to know how to polish a set of boots, you've got to wash and shave, you get taught everything, you get taught how to take a shower, so that was a shave, it sounds basic, but you want everyone to do everything the same, and it's not about the washing or the shaving or the ironing, it's about the discipline and the uniformity, which you learn later on. So yeah, I, I mean, I struggled, I struggled, I think I was probably bottom, easily bottom quarter of my, uh, of my soup. Um, I'm not through anything physical, um, but it was more just, I suppose, it took me by surprise and I wasn't used to that, that type of uh, training, that standard. So, yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was a hard work for me, harder than some, but I think everyone found it difficult. I'm sure they did. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, when did it turn for you then? When did you uh, realize, yeah, so oh, I can't I, do this um, and I need to up my game? The moment it was finished. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it culminates in a series of tests called the Commando tests that you can look into in further detail. Um, but yeah, the final test is a thirty-mile yomp, as you call it, um, or, which is basically just a long-distance um, walk, run, 
over rough terrain in um and it is it's rough terrain so it's hills and it's over Dartmoor down south which is just full of um, marshlands and you know there's no paths there's no nothing you just got to get across 30 miles in eight hours um, wow so, uh, 33 zero gets, yeah three zero miles in wow. eight hours and you're carrying about um i think it's is it 21 pounds a kit or 31 pounds a kit i forget now but you're carrying a bit of kit and you're in your full gear with your, with your boots and all that so once you get to the end of that anyway, you cross a bridge and they give you a green beret, shake your hand, and you're a Royal Marine Commando then. Wow. So it was at that point where I was, oh, yeah, I can do this. I can do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Up until then, it was uh, a lot of self-doubt. You know, on the uh, on the phone to my dad every other night, just, you know, just talking, like nothing specifically, but probably just for a bit of reassurance. And every time yeah. I failed, he just gave me a little bit of confidence, you know, and and. Uh, I told him I was never coming home until I completed it. So I said, I won't come home until I'm finished. Yeah. And um, you, get a, you get a summer break halfway through, which is four weeks. And I was the only person that stayed on camp. Everyone home went, went home to the parents. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah I, I stayed on camp and I was the only person that stayed there because I thought if I go home, I won't come back. That's what you I was going to ask. So that's, comforts, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you yeah. stayed. That, that's, <laughs> that's an incredibly mature decision for an 18-year-old. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's, I had a lot of self-determination, so, um, yeah, there's, I'm pretty, pretty headstrong, which can be a good and a bad thing, stubborn, yeah. headstrong, I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> so how long are you in the Marines? In a total of five years, yeah, okay. so I signed on the dotted line in 2007, and then left in 2012, so it's like four, four years of active duty. Okay. And a bit about what you did while you were there then. What, what did you do while you were in? Did you have any sort of specialty? or? I did. Well, when I, when I first got out of basic training, I went straight to Afghanistan. So I was based up in Scotland at 4-5 Commando. Went straight to Afghanistan. Came back from there for my first tour. Um, and then managed to go out to Florida and um, get trained in um, accelerated freefall training, so parachute training. So yeah. I did some training with uh, jumping out of planes over like oh. uh, Florida, Florida and Miami Beach. It was good. Came back, did some uh, mountain warfare packaging, um, so mountain warfare training up in Scotland. Um, broke my leg on that. <laughs> Came no. back, recovered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I, after that, I specialised. Once I recovered, I specialised in um, heavy weapons. So it was called anti-tanks. So if you like, large rockets and heavy calibre machine guns. So just... The big guns, <laughs> yeah, the ones that go bang and make big noise. That's <laughs> wow. what I specialized in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I enjoyed that. And then from there, went out to Canada, spent a couple of months out in Canada doing some training with the forces from all over the world. Came back, a few more things in between, but then went out on my second tour of Afghanistan in 2011. Uh, completed that tour and then left in 2012. Okay. Uh, and... Any particular reason you got out? Yeah, well, I met my partner who I'm with now. Um, I met her name's Olga. She's a Russian lady. And I met her. She's in lovely. 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, <laughs> she's crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I met her in 2010. So I think um, I suppose that's about a year about a year in, just before I went on my tour, my second tour of duty out to Afghanistan. I realised I wanted to spend a bit more time with her and just seeing her once a month. 
wasn't enough and I wasn't developing the relationship how I wanted it to, you know. So I already knew one year in, well, six months in, I knew that um, I wanted to get a bit more serious, start family and all that type of thing with her. So, yeah, um, nice. I decided that I needed to leave, so I did. Yeah, yeah, all goes lovely. Uh, I think she squats more than you, doesn't she? No, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is an absolute... Nice. That makes it sound like she's massive. She's not. She's only she's tiny. Not. She's yeah, only, yeah. She's only like sixty kilos, but uh, yeah, she squats over double her body weight. Yeah, yeah, so strong. Um, so uh, you got out of the Marines, and you started. What did you do then? So I left the Marines, and then I went straight into studying to be a personal trainer. So um, level three diploma in personal training. And that was studying me nutrition and business and all the things that come with that. That's about six months. Once I finished that, uh, yeah, me and Olga decided we want to go traveling. We didn't know where. So we wanted to get a one-way ticket to somewhere. Ended up being New Zealand for visas and ease to get in, this, that, and the other. New Zealand's one. So we got a one-way ticket. And I said to my dad, we'll be back in about six months. And uh, yeah, stayed out there for six years and so on. Wow. Wow. Um, uh, and then, uh, so what were you doing while you were there? Was you personal training or? Yeah, so I went out there. Like, I did a lot of stuff because I've always kept my hand and still do keep my hand in the security industry as well. Okay. Um, so that's always helped me uh, fund my way through um, different things or when I'm looking for jobs, etc. But yeah, I went straight into personal training when I was out there. Uh, met a good mate of mine who was also in the Marines, but we didn't know it before. We were never together in the Marines. Um, Scottish lad called Stevie Orr. And uh, he owned the gym out in Queenstown in New Zealand. So I uh, messed up with him, got a job there and stayed there for two years. And then I moved up to uh, Auckland and I was working in the maximum security prison up there. Wow. And, and uh, yeah, personal training outside of that. And that's where I got into my Olympic weightlifting. Okay. Um, coaching and developed it and met another coach there. He's a four-time Olympian and Commonwealth champion, Richie Patterson. And he owned a, a gym there called Functional Strength um, Olympic and Functional Strength CrossFit in New Zealand. And uh, he helped me. He pretty helped me develop as a coach, and uh, really get me get me stuff together. Really, and yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, then back to the UK. Uh, yeah, two thousand two thousand eighteen. Back to the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you, you now, as I said earlier, you're a personal trainer at our local gym, uh, which yeah. is in, I mean, in relative terms, it's in the middle of nowhere. Hoylake is, is nowhere in particular, if you're looking at a map, uh, but you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it if you don't know it, you know, yeah. unless you, unless you've been there, there's no need to know it. Yeah. Um, or unless you're into golf. Um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, got the, it's got the royal there, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah that's absolutely it. Um, and yet there's this gym there that is packed full of world-class coaches. Um, yeah, yeah. And, so, they, and it's, it's, packed, it's packed full of people that want to get better as well. I've got about 500 members. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, so you're a part of that team now as well as, as other things, obviously. Um, mm. But uh, so, I mean, how, how did UTS, a little bit of the UTS story, I mean, how did we get so many incredible coaches in one little place in the middle of nowhere? Well, I suppose UTS is, um, it's founded on, uh, well, you know, the people that have founded it. So you've got Neil Parsley, um, you've got um, Dave Macker, and you've got Dr. Cole. 
uh, Colin Robinson, and these people are all top of the field of what they do. Um, you know, um, you got Colin Robinson teaches the masters at Bolton University in sports science and strength and conditioning. So, um, you know, if you've got a master's, good on you. But this guy teaches it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so he's uh, what he doesn't know isn't worth knowing. Um, and then you have got Neil Parsley, who's uh, been head of uh, the British, the Great Britain Taekwondo team. Also, um, strength and conditioning coach for Man City under 23s, and he's now um, fitness and strength and conditioning coach for the FA. So uh, that's good. Then you've got Dave Macker, who is um, at the head of the uh, sports departments in JMU, and John Moore's in Liverpool. So, like you say, all these guys who've got a lot of knowledge came together. So they weren't going to put anyone in their team or teach anything um, or advocate anything that wasn't something they believe in. So to be, um, yeah, to be frank, you pretty much had to be on their radar or um, be recognised or have something that they want. Yeah, yeah, mm. incredible. Um, just to have that locally. So that's where you uh, practice your personal training as well as uh, do lead loads of circuit classes and uh, yeah, yeah. And, and your your business, uh, which you mentioned earlier, functional strength in yeah. uh, New Zealand. Uh, so the name of your business is yeah, functional strength UK. Yeah, so um, like I say, good mates of mine and a uh, really good lad, Richie Patterson. Um, yeah, he has functional strength in New Zealand. And uh, when I came over here, I just said, "Look, would you mind if I use that name?" Lazy for me, maybe, but I said, "Would you mind <laughs> if I use that name?" Arians said, "No, no, no problems." So. Like I say, he's, uh, he's taught me a lot of things in terms of weightlifting coaching and the way I like to coach and the type of things I teach. You know, I know I am Olympic weightlifting and strength focused, but everything I teach as a function, you know, that's how I sort of do it. And that sort of ties in with UTS, you know, everything they teach and all their classes, but all for a reason. They're not there to just make you look better naked, which is always a bonus, but, you know, they're there to make you perform and reach your goals and, help you with nutrition it's not just turn up and clock in clock out it's there there to make you feel better and that's pretty much what i'm all about as well so yeah uh so that kind of leads us on to uh where we want to be um that, that kind of functional strength um, at the minute uh things are tough in the world and yeah uh, you can say that. yeah yeah we're in uh, just a bizarre place aren't we uh, yeah, and there are a, a number of different ways that we can that we can cope, and hopefully, as I said earlier, learn to thrive during this time. Not not just survive it, but thrive in it. Uh, and the the exercise again, loads of different types of exercise. Your specialty um, tends to be strength, um, but I know you do other things as well yeah so uh, but the functional strength for me i think is is really key at the moment because it's it's um we we want with, with the exercise that we do at the moment in our own homes because we can't go anywhere else we need there to be a reason to do it um and we want yeah. to know how to do it to get the best results with where we are um so I guess you know what we want to know from you is um, what kind of exercise is good for us at the minute. Um, you know, we're, we're limited potentially. Some of us in space. We're limited in equipment. Uh, we we yeah. don't know 
you know, what do we do? We don't have, we have, all, all we have is time and us. So how much time yeah. do we need to spend exercising? What kind of exercises are good for us? What kind of exercises are practical? Because we don't want to hurt ourselves either. We, you know, so. Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, but all, all of those, all of those body are valid questions with or without what's going on right now. Absolutely. You know, I mean, the, the, I mean, of course, they're just a little bit more key right now, but I mean, you know, when you go to the gym, you should always know what type of exercise do I want to be doing that's going to help what I want, that's going to keep me safe, and how long is it going to take? How long have I got? You know, so all yeah, of those are absolutely. valid questions that are about. The, the, the precursor to all of this, when I want to start it off with, is it's got to be mental. Everything's got to be mental strength over everything to begin with. You know, I'm a big believer in that, and that's got me through more than anything. I'm by far nowhere near um, some type of... Uh, fitness freak or you're the only feats of strength that are amazing it's nothing like that everything i do everything i hold is is all mental strength so um i do a workout and i do it to push myself as hard as possible because i want to i want to see what i'm made of but in times like this mental strength is what will get you through so it could be quite easy to give up on your workout regime um your nutrition your sleep pattern your, di your discipline your daily discipline your daily lifestyle whereas now it's more important than ever to um, maintain that sort of uh, discipline that you've got. So that regimen, whatever you've got yourself, if you used to get up at six o'clock in the morning, get up at six o'clock in the morning still. Um, yeah. You know, don't, don't just flake on what you used to be. Yeah. Maintain it. Um, same with your workouts. So like I say, what you can do is you can give yourself, give yourself a 45 minute slot. Okay, so this is going to be your first sort of thing. I'd say give yourself a 45-minute slot. Give yourself a good 10 to 12-minute warm-up where you can do some skipping, light jogging on the spot, jumping jacks. You want your heart rate up, you know, um, to about 100 to 120 beats per minute. So you're sweating and you're warm and you don't need that jumper on anymore. Then you want to just do some um, good mobilization and dynamic stretches. So don't just sit there and do your old 1970s-style static stretch. You want to be doing some like leg swings, arm swings, rotations, hip circles, stuff that gets you nice and mobile and um, gets you moving. Think Mr. Motivator circa 1990, <laughs> you know, something to get you uh, just moving to warm up. Yeah. Then from there, being strong, it's all about the time under tension on your muscles. So you've got to be thinking about um, being functional as well. So for example, if you've got like children, you may be used to picking them up and holding them. So you want to get stuff that doesn't have to be weight, but it can resemble that. So it can be a backpack. You can fill that backpack or your bag or whatever it is full of a bit of weight. So you think that's a heavy bag. You can hold that in front of you and perform squats, you know, and yep. you can do these squats nice and slow. So you don't need to do 50 of them. You can do 10 squats with a three second count. Um, you call this like tempo or eccentric training. So you can go three seconds on the way down, three seconds on the way up. And that will, that's a six seconds just to complete one squat. So it's going to take a minute if you want to do 10 squats, which is a lot longer than it usually takes to do 10 squats. So yeah. these are nice, slow and controlled, and we really get that burn on the leg. Squats, obviously very functional because not only is it good for your legs, for you standing up, sitting down, staying mobile, but it's good for keeping your chest upright and core strong as well. And that tempo stays, that tempo training is one of the key aspects of how you're going to stay strong in this time. Um, so doing your squats, doing lunges the same way. You could do press-ups, planks, because you're holding a position for 30 seconds maybe. And what you do is you pair all these together. You could do 10 squats, 
10 lunges you do 10 press-ups in your knees if needs be or with your hands on a couch or a box um, you could do 10 step-ups on a on your stairs at home or on a patio um, and then hold a plank for 30 seconds give yourself a minute rest and you could do that five times round you've given yourself a good little strength circuit there and then stretch off afterwards and cool down sorry you just turned that light back on that's <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah um so that's a it, that's a really simple way and effective way and that could take you half an hour with cooling down and warming up and stretching involved yeah so half an hour to 45 minutes once a day yeah uh, i mean and that's that's your exercise at yeah. home you know then you know you've got if you like me i've got a baby so i've got one of these um little slings you put her in in the front and I can walk around with her there or push the pram, walk the dog and it can still get me hours of exercising, um, you know, outside, just walking around outside. I can walk around the block if I don't need to go too far as long as I'm walking and staying, you know, and getting a nice brisk walk. So once again, getting my heart rate up to about a hundred and walking at that pace for another 30, 45 minutes. You're then yeah. going to be out, you know, outside getting the fresh air and getting it done. Uh, so just going back for a minute to the mental strength, uh, I think, mm-hmm. you know, just making it through basic for Royal Marine Commando just shows a lot of mental strength. Uh, but how can people or can, do you think, people build that mental strength, uh, that, that self-discipline? How do you, how, so, you know, we're saying someone, they, you know, a good, 30 to 45 minute exercise every day uh, it would be great for you, which is true. But at the minute, they may not be doing anything. So yeah. how do they, uh, is it possible for them to go straight from nothing to 45 minutes or is there a way to, you know, build it up well, little know, by little? We're talking, there's two answers to that. You know, the, the, the professional answer that I give and a sensible answer that I give with, obviously you build that up. So um, you still do a good, uh, five to ten minute warm up then after that maybe you just do once through that circuit that i said before with the squats lunges planks step ups you know with the nice slow times you just do once through all those exercises and then you do a cool down and you're done and then you can do your walk outside later in the afternoon or straight after so that could be a 15 minute 20 minute workout um so that's the first answer the second answer i give is um and what i was always taught is you just do it you know and that that's one way i focus now not everyone is the same and um you know i've got a i've got a i had to study a teaching qualification for some security stuff i had to do and for teaching PE in schools and you've got to learn there's many different as many sure people are know there's many different learning styles and not everyone takes information on board in the same way however my learning style is pretty simple get told to do it and do it there was no way around it so you want to you want to run run if you want to stop smoking stop smoking if you want, to, you want to read a book a day, you read a book a day. You know, there is no, you want to get up early, get up early. There is no, there is no in-between. There is no excuse. Just do it. Because if you want to do something, you'll do it. You, yeah. you like that donut, you bet you eat that donut. Of course you will. You know what I mean? So, you know, the hard stuff should be as easy too. And that's, that's sort of where I come through. People come in and go, oh, I'm feeling tired today, this, that, and other. And after they get to know me for maybe a couple of sessions or a couple of months, they won't come in and moan anymore because I realize it just goes straight over me. I've got no time for the moaning. I've got no time for that. I just I don't even acknowledge it. Oh, I'm feeling that, you know, my legs are a bit tired from yesterday. Okay, let's crack on. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, not, we're not going to the Olympics 
because 80% of the people that I've trained haven't been to the, you know, not going anywhere like that. They just want to do exercise because they want to feel better because they've got some goals they want to achieve in their personal life. So mental strength all starts with telling yourself you're going to do something and believing in it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you tell yourself, I want to run, okay, so first you go, I'm going to run. Tell yourself I'm going to run. But another thing as well, which comes into a lot of mental health, is talking to people. So, and I don't mean bragging about it or say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but make yourself accountable. Yeah, accountability. So there's, yeah. yeah there's, there's people in my life that I know, if I tell, they'll make me accountable. So, I, you know, if I tell, for example, Olga, my missus, I'm going to train tomorrow or I'm going to do this many sets and reps or I'm going to hit this weight, she'll be, you know, in the morning when I'm like, oh, am I that into it? She's like, are you going to do this workout or what? <laughs> you know, she's got mental strength beyond anyone I've ever met. My um, Olga, it's literally the strongest mental person I've ever met in my life. She'll get up at five o'clock in the morning and do the workout. She won't care. She doesn't care what it is. She'll just get it done. Um, so sometimes I think, I've got to keep up with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, talking to people, being accountable. And so when you're struggling as well, because they can help you through it. Because yeah. d- different people need to be helped in different ways. For example, when my partner's struggling in a workout or feeling sore, she needs to be encouraged. Yeah. Whereas I need to be told, um, you know, get on with it. You know, yeah, for want yeah, of a better yeah. word. Yeah, I get, I get told there is no, uh, there's no more cut about here. Get it done. And that made me focus, you know. You know, I used to come home and tell me dad when I was a kid, I can't do this. And he'd say, you're right. He's like, if you say you can't, you're right. If you say you can, you're right. I'm not going to pander. I'm yeah. not going to pander to you. You know, if you come to here and tell me I want to do this, but I'm struggling at the moment, he goes, I'll make sure you can do it. But if you come yeah. in with an attitude saying I can't do this, then you're right. You know, and it's it's the same for the workouts. If you come in and go, I can't work out every day, then yeah, you're right because yeah. you've already told yourself. You've already you've already beat yourself. You've you've lost that battle. Absolutely. You need to tell yourself, you know what, working out every day is going to be fucking hard. Yeah, it is. It's going to be very hard. Yeah. Good. You've acknowledged that. doesn't mean you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I tell the people that a lot, especially my daughters. Um, they hate it when I say that. But uh, yeah, yeah w- whatever you believe is true. So if you believe you can, you can. If you believe you can't, you can't. It's, it, it is about belief. 100% there is. Yeah. That is. It's 100% about self, self-belief. And, yeah. um, everyone's got someone in their life that believes in them. So utilize that. It's not being soft. It's utilize that. Utilize yeah. that one person that's going to drive you and support you. And I think what you said about uh, we're not training for the Olympics, you know, that's really important for people to remember. And some people do try to go all out the first day. They, they burn themselves out in the first week because they're, they're trying to go from nothing to Olympic standard in no time. Whereas yeah. we're not training for the Olympics. You, you do what you can uh, and build that's on it. that. Uh, now look, if you, you know, even if you have a goal to get to the Olympics, that's fine. But where's your goal now? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What, you, what is your goal now, and what have you got available to you? Yeah, and it's um, a big shift, and I've the biggest shift in mental state I've ever seen is once again with my partner Olga. And she, we used to train, and she used to compare herself to everybody in the gym. Um, the weights that she lifted, she needed to beat, you know, the national champion, for example, lifted X amount of kilos. She wanted to lift X plus one. And so why do you, why do you want to lift X plus one? Because that will get me the gold medal. That'll make me win. I said, okay, but what if you can lift X plus 10? What if you are 10 times stronger than you're trying to be? Yeah. You know, you're not releasing, you're not releasing your potential. So she, um, she, on her own admission, you know, she, she changed her mindset and went, I'll, um, 
I'm just I'm fighting me and my yeah. own opponents. You know, I'm yeah. the person I'm comparing myself to. So if she lifted um, 70 kilos, she's like, my goal is now to lift 71, regardless of anybody else. And as a result, that's when she won her first national title and right. regional titles and became um, as good as she was because she was trying to beat her numbers. And she could win a gold medal and come off the platform disappointed because she hasn't hit her best numbers. Yeah. So I'll be like, well, you won. She's like, yeah, but I didn't get my PR. I didn't get my personal best. You know, and in a way, it was like, I want you, you know, I want you to celebrate your victories. But in another way, I was like, I love, I love the attitude. I love the way that you, you know, you're only driving to beat you. And yeah. that for your own mental health is so important as well yeah. because it also means that you could come third from bottom but hit a PB and be over the moon. Yeah. Because, because you've made yourself better, you know? So, so important. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, thinking about a lot of you know professional athletes uh, as well as just your you know run of the mill gym athlete. Uh, the important thing is to f- to love the process of making yourself better. Uh, yeah, uh, if you, you got if you can it. fall in love with the process, uh, mm-hmm. the goals don't mean as much anymore. It, it's uh, just every, loving the process. Everything else will yeah, come. Yeah. You know, if, if for example it's running, then and if you fall in love with running. And guess what? You know, that weight loss you wanted to achieve, the distance, the ability to do a marathon, that will come. You know, yeah. if it's lifting weights four times a week because I never used to do it, just enjoy lifting the weights and all yeah. of a sudden you'll want to do it more and you'll do it five times a week and you'll be lifting more and you're getting stronger. And it's like, yeah, yeah. have a goal. But you, you know, you can't just jump from the start to the end. You've got yeah. to put the hard work in and yeah, you train your brain. The brain is the strongest, hardest muscle that you can train. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's some really I'm good a, I'm stuff. Aware, I'm aware. I'm aware it's not a muscle, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it sort of is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's amazing stuff. Um, so, it, just in case anyone is interested, uh, where can people find you? I mean, you mentioned some exercises, so they might want to contact you to find out how, how to do those exercises. They. Yeah. You know, so, um, the, the e- easiest thing, isn't it, social media? So. Yeah. Um, if you go on uh, Instagram, um, Functional Strength UK, or type in Christian Glynister, um, Functional underscore Strength underscore UK is where I'm at on Instagram. And on Facebook, Functional Strength UK. Uh, I'm right. not a big fan of all pers- personal stuff on the, on the uh, Facebook and all that stuff. So I just put all my stuff on there and that's um, just ideas. And then I've also got a website, which is www.functionalstrength.com uk.co.uk um which has got resources on and training programs and if you want to ask information just get in contact there great stuff well thank you so much for taking the time and uh thankfully uh, you know this isn't ideal doing it over uh, zoom but uh no unfortunately, I think we'll, we've we'll made do another one another time mate and we'll do it face to face yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it's good you, you were able to get the baby in bed first uh, which is good yeah <laughs> That's definitely yeah i've got, got some food waiting for me now which is good oh, that's nice. always a pleasure talking to you buddy like i say probably anyone that listens to this probably wouldn't know background about how you me and you met but you know i met you through the uh, through the church and um you know it was real good and you had a good relationship with me and my nan and you know i'm going to be bringing my baby there to get christened etc so oh, fantastic. Uh, it was a good it's a good good route of um of where to meet someone do you know what i mean it's uh yeah. just full of positivity isn't it and i know you do your uh, um, life coaching and you're all about building people's mental welfare um which is massive right now so yeah. in terms of um 
you know, looking for someone to make you better physically, yeah, come down and see me at the gym at UTS. Or, you know, if you're struggling mentally, then yeah, probably you're the man to get in touch with. Uh, thanks for that. Appreciate that. No dramas, mate. It's, uh, it's good to catch up with you. It's been too long. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll chat again soon, mate. Yeah, let's do it. And say hi to Olga nice for one. me. Will do. Cheers, All buddy. right, have a good night, Christian. See you, mate. See you, mate. See you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Sing When You're Losing. Please look us up on Facebook, Instagram, and anywhere you find your podcasts. If you found this helpful, please spread the word as well. And don't forget to subscribe or check back for next week's exciting conversation. Until then, always sing when you're losing.